Welcome to PICGO Happenings. I'm your host, Diana McFarland. I'm here to give you a front row view of county government. Hello, we are here today with Pennsylvania County Sheriff Mike Taylor. Mike, can you give us a bit of background about yourself before we begin talking about the Crime Analyst in Residence program? Yeah, good morning, Diana, and I appreciate the time to be here. Uh, yeah, I am uh, the sheriff, the current sheriff of the county. Uh, I've worked for uh, the county since 1975, and uh, I'm in my the ending my fourth term, and our new term hopefully will begin January 1 after the general election. I am a candidate, of course, but um, I love this community. I, I, I've, I've enjoyed serving in, in both deputy investigator and uh, now as the sheriff. So I've, been, I've enjoyed my role here in being able to help people. And I appreciate your time today to talk about the CARP program. Yes. Um, so tell us about the Crime Analyst in Residence Program. Um, what agency is it administered through? Yeah, it's through the um, Bureau of Justice. And um, it's a grant-funded uh, position and no cost to our agency, by the way. Uh, and I first learned of the program uh, just by way of email. A representative from the Crime Analyst Program uh, sent out a blast email. And uh, if you were interested to get in touch, and we did, and that was in late uh, 21, uh, we made application to the program. And uh, as time progressed, uh, they reviewed the application. They saw that we did fit their program. And uh, so in the first quarter of 22 is when we started the planning phase of the uh, crime analyst actually traveling to uh, Pennsylvania County to help us with the program. Now, we should let our listeners know that um, there are 10 agencies that are part of this program right now. There's another one in Blacksburg, and then the remainder are North Carolina, Georgia, California, Wyoming, Michigan, and Wisconsin. So you're kind of a rarefied group. What what made them select Pennsylvania County to be part of this? I, th I think part of the, uh, the the reason for their for the accepting us uh, was the uptick uh, in 21 and 22 of um, of our homicides, and um, because of that, and if you recall. Uh, in one of those years, we had what's been defined as a mass shoot, in which, unfortunately, we had one death and six people injured in the same event. Can you tell folks where that was again to remind them? That was down in the Sutherland community, community at a, at a party, um, and um, it, it turned violent during the party. Uh, and so from that, that was part of the um, application process, because one of the issues they this program looks at as an, an uptick in violent crimes against the person or property. So I think that was one of the one of the uh, issues that uh, they wanted to come here to meet with us and talk about. Uh, not only that, but a couple of other uh, incidents we've had since then. So it uh, that was part of the process. Okay, um, and then as part of this program, your office went through an assessment. We did, and, and uh, we, we, we really didn't know what to expect 
Um, and I'll tell you that the, the, the program has been very timely. Right out of the gate, they sent us a schedule of what they would expect of us and what they could expect from our agency expected of the carpool. So when they first came here, they met with all of the uh, upper management of the sheriff's office. Then they met with the supervisors. Then they met with the staff. They met with every aspect, every division of the office. They wanted to know everything about our office, how we performed, how we used our uh, scheduling manpower of manpower. They wanted to get a feel of how we did things. And then they integrated, they told us how they would integrate the car program with technology uh, using the county infrastructure, the IT infrastructure, and how we could hopefully prevent or predict crimes in the future. So that has been the catalyst. That has been the, the, the goal, of course, uh, throughout this program. And it's a four-month program. Oh, okay. They will um, actually, uh, two of the crime analysts were here uh, three days of last week, and they were building graphs, they were building reports that we would have at, at, at just a pressable button to be able to provide to our policymakers, to be able to provide to the public um, on what our strategies were, uh, best practices now in law enforcement, the stratified policing model. And it's something new to us, and we're hoping that the, and the goal of the program is to enhance our efficiencies, to be able to maybe not predict, but using historical data in the past to maybe prevent, hopefully prevent some of these incidents from happening. And so it's been a, it's been a, quite an exercise for us, and uh, this is a this is a model that we have adopted here at our office. So how, how could you use this data to prevent crime in certain areas in the future? How would that work? Yeah, and when by looking at, let's say, uh, two months' worth of data, we may see an uptick in a particular part of our county. So instead of just looking and saying, hey, we have this problem here, we're going to do a deep dive into the information to find out what has changed. Has someone been released from prison now that's in that community? Um, has there been um, an uptick in um, economic development in that community uh, that may have created opportunities for property crimes? So we're looking at the whys now more than just the crime itself. Instead of just a response, we're trying to figure out the root cause of what's going on. And if we can do that, then hopefully we could prevent it by measures of maybe additional security measures, uh, uh, placing additional manpower in those communities during those times of the reportable offenses. So it's, it's made us to really look at the data itself and really drill down into the data. Well, you mentioned a few factors that may, say, hypothetically increase crime in an area, someone getting out of prison, um, economic development. Do different changes predict certain types of crime? It does. We may see, and we'll use, I'll use the analogy of a, uh, a gang-affiliated 
uh, crime. We may see uh, a violent crime in another jurisdiction, and we know we have ties here to some of those members. So we start looking at factors that may create a problem in our community because they've had one in another jurisdiction. So we're using the intelligence that we're gathering from not only our agency, but all of our sister agencies across the state through the Fusion Center to try to predict that we may have an incident to happen here and hopefully we could prevent it. We could meet with those members mm. and tell them we're, we're concerned about what we're seeing and um, have a sit down with them and talk to them and try to prevent crime prevent somebody's life from being taken or an innocent bystander being hurt before whatever happens. And these are new tools that you are able to use? Or they've been evolving over the years? They've been evolving over, evolving over the years. But to be able to move forward in this business uh, of law enforcement, it's, um, it's incumbent upon us to use the best practices we can uh, because resources are limited. So we have the basic information already stored in our records management system, but we can use the tools that this car program has given us to reduce the number of man hours to get to a point that we could use this, make it usable data. Um, one of the things that uh, we've, we've employed to let the public better know what's going on in our county is the interactive map on our website. And if, you, if you're interested in that, if you're interested in what's going on in your community, you can pull up out that website and hover over the little markers on that, and you can tell what's happened in your community. And we encourage people to look at that. And if they have information on it, or if they're, if they're interested in it, to give us a call. And let us know, too, how we could better um, improve that map with additional information. We're, we're more than welcome for those comments. Yeah, and that map can be accessed through the Pennsylvania County website. Go under elected officials, click on the sheriff's icon, and it'll take you through there. And it is interesting because I've, I've been on it, and you can see certain kind of crimes seem to happen in certain areas. Yes, and I think that... It, it informs our public, informs our citizens, uh, gives them a better idea of what their sheriff's office uh, faces and what they're doing each day. So when this program, you said it was four months, it concludes, what will your office be left with? Um, a toolkit to use going forward? It will be. And, and even at the end of the four months, um, we will be reporting back to CAR. We made... Uh, such a number of resources available to us now that we can reach out to that we didn't know before, that, that we've not met these people. We, now we have a, a name or a face, and uh, they're eager to help. That's, that's what I, I really enjoyed working with them. Day one, uh, they came in, and uh, our representative was just excited about being here, excited about the program, excited about being able to make our work better uh, which excited us and and it was uh it was refreshing 
and we've really gotten to know these folks at the car program uh, on a personal basis, and uh, we've enjoyed having them here. Now, through their work, have they found anything that was particularly, in, I mean, more interesting than any of note that was surprising, maybe is the better word? Yes, yeah, interesting you say that because they don't sugarcoat it. I mean, they tell us our strengths and they're quick to tell us our weaknesses. But that's how we learn. That's how we make things better. So it, it's it's not for the faint of heart. Uh, if, if I can put it that way, it's um, okay, yeah, we did that. That's right. Uh, we can see now where we erred in our way. But it's a learning process. It's not to put anybody down. It's not to put any particular division down. These are the facts. And so we're going to work through it, and we're going to make it better. So that's the whole goal of the program, is to make our process much better so we can better serve and be more efficient. And when will the program conclude? We have two more sessions. Um, I think I'm right on that schedule. And uh, there'll be a, a cutoff date. We'll go back that day and we'll revisit all that we've done. It'll be sort of our report card. And then we'll put that process into our CALEO standards, uh, which is the national accreditation. And that's how this office will operate, is through best practices, best policies. Um, and it's just been a real good learning experience for us. I'm, I'm very thankful that, uh, you know, we have so many emails in a day's time, and I try to read each one, and I'm so very thankful that this one just sort of jumped out at us, and it came at a good time. So it's, uh, I'm, I'm very happy that, that we were selected. And, and just a shout out to the CAR program, I would encourage any agency, large or small, uh, if they're interested in better doing their jobs is to get in touch uh, with the CAR program and let them give you a demonstration on this program and see if it fits. It cannot do anything but help you. Well, Mike, thank you so much for meeting with us today. You're welcome. I hope this information was helpful to our listeners. Thank you so much. Anytime. Thank you for listening to Pitco Happenings. I hope you learned something informative. If you have a question or want to make a comment, give me a call or send a text to 434-489-8739.